I'm Melissa White, and this is The Spirit Room. This is a place for seekers that find themselves intrigued with working with the unseen world. I'll bring you insight into my life and work as a medium, interviews with people that I find fascinating, and also provide you with some tools to help you implement a beautiful life in partnership with spirit. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy what spirit has in store for us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the spirit room. I'm Melissa White, and I'm here today with a really lovely guest. Her name is Jennifer Dawn, and she's a published author. She's an intuitive coach and a spiritual medium. At the age of 17, she was drawn to her very first tarot deck, and she taught herself to read tarot, oracle, and angel decks. And even though her intuitive gifts were presented at a young age, she didn't embrace them fully until she reached adulthood. But I'm very excited and very grateful that she's here today with us. So welcome, Jennifer. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. It's great to be here. And hello, everybody. Yeah, thank you so much for for coming and sharing this time with us. I know there's going to be lots of insight and lots of amazing information that we can share. So why don't we start at the beginning? And can you tell us a little bit about your earliest memory of being aware of spirit? Oh, for sure. So the the first memory I have is actually in uh, grade one. I was on the playground at school and I recall seeing a little girl I started to talk to her she talked to me and I asked some of my friends if they could see her and they said that they couldn't and that was my very first memory wow amazing and I I would think too that that's so uh, a little bit disconcerting if you're asking if they see if they see the little girl too and they said no like I can imagine as a child what that must have felt like Yes, it was definitely not comforting when nobody else could see her. Right, right. (laughs) And did you feel also a little bit impatient, like almost like what's wrong with these people? Why can't they see her too? Yes. And then it it actually turned back to me where I thought, what is wrong with me when I'm the only one that can see her? Right. Yes. Oh, I could totally see that. Definitely. And what about your interest in learning more and your training in past life regression? How did you how did you come upon that interest? That was quite an interesting experience and journey itself. So I actually was seeing a rate therapist when I was 17, and he decided in order to make some progress with me that he wanted to have a hypnosis session. And so he hypnotized me. The following week, he brought me back into his office to discuss what occurred. And he said in all of his years of practice, which uh, covered many decades, he said he never experienced this with a patient ever before. And he played me the recording and I heard my voice, even though it wasn't me. I described the village, the time, what my name was, what I was doing. And next thing I know, my life as I knew it then was about to change. My whole belief in life and the hereafter changed in that very moment. 
Wow. And so it wasn't necessarily his intention to have you go into your past lives, was it? No. And he actually was almost scared by the experience because he said he had never experienced anything like this before and didn't know what to do with this information. Right. Wow. So how did how did you feel when you were listening back? Like how what was that experience like for you to actually listen back to the details and the information? Honestly, I I froze. I remember that like it was yesterday. I froze because every belief that I had up to that point was literally put on pause. And at that time, there was an actress, her name is Shirley McLean. And at that time, she used to talk about past lives and I would see different TV shows and that make fun of her at that time. And I used to think before my experience, I used to think, wow, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And then when I heard my voice and heard everything being like literally being unfolded before my eyes and ears, I was shocked and stunned and realized that things that I believed, even things that I made fun of, was about to stop. Right. Definitely. And so were there were there a few different lifetimes that you were able to see and experience or was it mostly mainly that one? With that recording, it was just the one. So also because it probably literally threw him for a loop. I also don't think he was prepared to to know how to take me into another life from that life. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And did you did you find that that lifetime, like if you look back, gave you a lot of insight into some of the things that you were experiencing in this one? Not that particular one, because unfortunately, I never received a copy of the recording. So I'm just going by memory. (laughs) Yeah. But from what I recall, there wasn't a lot of information that really uncovered some puzzle pieces for me in the present life. And also just because he was a beautiful and amazing man, an amazing doctor, but he wasn't equipped to uh, know what sort of questions to ask me. He was in a state of shock himself. And even when I listened to the recording, I could hear his hesitation when I would answer where I am and what my name was. (laughs) Right. So it's almost like it was a catalyst. It opened the door to something probably in both of you, but he wasn't, he probably wasn't spiritually equipped to actually handle or take you to that next step further to start understanding like the implication or what any of that might mean. So yeah, I could, I could see that for sure. I'm sure that changed, that changed both of you drastically. And I remember, yeah, Shirley MacLaine, that book that she, well, she wrote a few books, but Out on a Limb, have you ever read that one? Actually, no, I haven't. Oh, you'd enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's very, very good. And I, I think it's it's a good one for people to to check out, definitely. What about, I know that you then progressed and actually studied with Dr. Brian Weiss. So can you tell us about what led up to that and also what that experience must have been like? So for those you know listeners that d- don't know, he wrote Many Lives, Many Masters, which is the first book that I ever really 
picked up and read about past lifetimes and it's just absolutely phenomenal. So I'd love to get your, your experience with all of that. Okay. Sounds great. So yes, that uh, was an amazing experience that unfolding as well. And I have to give you credit for actually putting me in the direction with Dr. Weiss. So I saw you several years ago and I mentioned about past life regressions and how I was trying to find somebody who was really good at it in BC, <laughs> Canada. And you recommended his amazing book that he co-wrote with his daughter, Amy, and it's called Miracles Happen. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. And that was the beginning of my eternal compass, basically leading me towards Dr. Brian Weiss. So I read the book, I couldn't put it down, and I knew instantly that this was the solution for, I wanted to find somebody who was amazing at past life regression, and that book actually created the, the passion and the desire for me to actually learn how to offer past life regression sessions for people. And so I, I looked into a Dr. Weiss Institute and his training, and I decided I would invest in myself and my future and for my clients. And I flew from BC, Canada to New York and invested in the training, intensive training uh, for a week and was trained and certified by Dr. Brian Weiss personally. And that experience itself that week was definitely spiritually led. So every student would actually stay on campus at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Yeah. When I was filling out the authorization papers for the, for the course and paying the fees, I had this strong feeling I was not meant to stay on campus. And even though it was my first time ever flying to New York and being in New York, I didn't know anything about the area. I had no vehicle, but I trusted what my intuition told me to do. So next thing I know, this hotel, actually not even a hotel, like a bed and breakfast shows up on my screen, on my computer screen in Rhinebeck. And I thought, okay, this is not a coincidence. I'm going to book it. I booked it. And fast forward, I was actually staying with both Dr. Brian Weiss and his wife in the very same place. So I had the entire week and the pleasure of getting to know them personally outside of the intensive training for past life regression. Right, right. Wow. And so, first of all, I have to say, it takes so much courage to invest in yourself that way. And I always encourage my students and my clients if you have that feeling, if you're intrigued by something, if it really makes you feel excited and like something that your soul is really, really calling to you to do, then you, if you can just push past the fear, because of course, we're always afraid, like, okay, is this, am I going to be able to do this? Like, I don't want to do this on my own. Sometimes we have fear about we don't know anybody. There's all of these things that go through running through your head. But, and sometimes too, it's sometimes it is a sacrifice with, with finances, depending on what's going on in life. Sometimes it's not like, oh, there's just this extra cash lying around just waiting for us. A bit of, a bit of creativity and sort of like 
planning and whatever. But there is this investment in yourself that I think when you do it, it literally can change everything. It changes the way you feel and you go immerse yourself in an experience, especially these ones where I find you go to another place and you're there for the duration, like the the week-long seminar or whatever, because you don't then have the pressure of the everyday life. You basically are just in that energy. You're immersed in it. You can focus on it the whole time. And although it's hard work, and I mean, intense is 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 definitely not an understatement. Anytime that I've done any of this kind of training, not that I've done the past life regression, but step for mediumship, it's like you're doing it sometimes 12 hours a day. And then it's like you eat, you do that, you sleep, and then you get up and you do it again. And so you can progress within that week so fast and so much more than I think sometimes what you would probably progress in the normal everyday life because it's just that immersive experience so I think like amazing like it takes so much courage to do that so I'm I'm so glad that you did that well thank you and I'm so glad that I I listened and trusted my intuition and Mm -hmm. followed it because that experience is definitely been life-changing for me both inside and outside the the class setting and I'll, I'll never forget the experience that I had with Dr. Weiss and, and his wife and the amazing training and teachings from both of them. Right. And so how many people were in that seminar? It was 188 students. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that's a big, that's a big class. Yes. And 90% of the class actually consisted of psychiatrists and psychologists from all over the world. Interesting. I wonder too how many of them didn't know they were actually also very psychic or intuitive. And then they go there and they probably had these major experiences of awakening. And I, I can imagine that must have been a pretty wild, like exciting energy. Yes, I agree. And there was definitely some very amazing experiences there. I shared some some messages from the spiritual realm for several students and uh, even for Dr. Brian uh, Weiss and his wife as well. It it was definitely a beautiful a spiritual experience for everybody that was there as well. Mm-hmm, definitely. And so what would you say is the biggest takeaway from that training? Like what did you walk away with that really like you can look back and say, wow, that was so, that was so amazing. So many amazing things that I literally did take home in my my mental suitcase that day. <laughs> but one of the biggest things that I definitely walked away is that that entire week, there was so many beautiful spiritual evidence and uh, proof and validation for people. And what it just really showed me is that we, once again, it just confirmed and validated, we are never alone. We are fully supported and that death is actually an illusion. Brilliant. Yeah, definitely. And that's a, that's a huge reassurance, a huge comfort and such a validation and confirmation of these things that I think many people might feel or might believe, but they don't necessarily always know it, like know it in their core until they have 
the experience for themselves, like until they're sort of in that moment where they're shown something, something is revealed, or they have a bit of an, a bit of an awakening. But I think any time that we can really take that and and share it, and really the stories, things that we experience, and things that we encounter, that's the part I think is so helpful for people who are just just curious or just starting to question and wonder: Is there something else? I think it's so valuable to that we do share those stories. So I'm I'm so grateful that you are sharing that with us. Definitely. Oh, well, thank you, Melissa. It's, it's my pleasure. Would you say there's any myths about past life regression that you would like to kind of dispel? Like anything that you find is sort of misinformation that's out there? Oh, that's a very good question too. There, in my personal opinion and professional opinion, <laughs> there are definitely a lot of myths and unfortunately misinformation and misguidance out there. On the flip side, there's also a lot of very good and very valuable information. So it's really important that when you look into this, including looking to find a practitioner, that you really do your research. In regards to myths, I one myth that I have heard many times is from many people, if I don't remember my past life, it doesn't exist. The other one, if you recall, if I've had several people believe that if they've actually experienced a past life regression and they experience their death scene, that they will actually die or become sick in the present life. And that is not correct. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't it interesting how you have to wonder how those things even really get perpetuated? And I really feel it's like it's somebody's belief, personal belief, or even like a superstition or something. And then they treat it as fact. They share it as fact, either like if they have students or whatever clients. And then it just keeps going. It's like the telephone game. It just never, it just continues and it never stops. And you have to think, somewhere along the line we have to tune in to and use our own discernment and think is this is this does this make sense to me is this correct like is this actually true for me or is it someone else's belief that i'm just taking on so i i would agree that that to me that does yeah it doesn't resonate doesn't make sense that any of those things would be that would they would be true and do you think too i've i've heard some people that have the belief that if you if you don't remember your previous lifetimes that you're not meant to or that you're if we do look into them it's almost like we're violating something in this life like we're taking away from this life and i i really disagree because some of the things that can come up now although i don't regress people i do see people's past lives and and read for them sometimes if it's going to be helpful that's something that they can really take from and I would say it depends on your intention like when I am looking at someone's past lives I'm looking at how they those lifetimes that access to that information can empower them in this life and can bring some healing and I know that's that's what that's what the intention is for you too so I think it's just interesting around what what people might believe that's so true. And I also, I strongly disagree with that myth and theory and belief that people have unfortunately made widespread. So 
I have seen the most unbelievable healing experiences, both on a physical, emotional, spiritual, basically every possible form possible <laughs> healing. And that's why I believe so strongly in the power of awareness of a past life and past lives. Because I actually have several clients that actually come into my practice and actually have regressions done regularly every single month. Every single session is unique. It's literally like, I don't know if you saw the Shrek movie for those that are, are listening right now, but Shrek and Donkey talk about the onion layers, right? And that's how past life regressions are. So I have several clients that are literally getting unraveling and the uncovering of several past lives. Every single past life actually brings a puzzle piece to the table. It will actually uncover patterns, relationship patterns, financial patterns, even physical ailments in the present life that have no source whatsoever. Many times physical ailments in the present life, actually once a person relives their past life, the physical ailment is healed, which Dr. Brian Weiss also has documented several, several cases over decades of actually physically witnessing this in his office and his practice. So past life regressions literally are so incredibly healing. So I believe it actually is an un, un truly untapped and not recognized, truly recognized worldwide, how much these past life regressions actually assist in healing with our present lives, including with relationships, mindset, patterns, ailments, the list goes on. There's so many amazing benefits from it. Definitely. And I think it's like any other healing modality a person needs to be ready. I think, I think you just need to be ready for it. So it's, it's unique, I, I would think, unique and so individual, depending on the person's soul. And you're tapping really into the memory of someone's soul. So it's a pretty immense spiritual endeavor. And I think that sometimes we can have an experience like that and even not fully understand it or not fully even be able to process it sometimes until much later. But I think that it's kind of, it's kind of immense what can actually happen even energetically through an experience like that, right? So it's, it's pretty, I think it's pretty mind-blowing some of the experiences and some of the healing that can actually occur. And oftentimes I find too, people are like, okay, we'll uncover some type of pattern or you might look at where something has originated you can almost find like okay it comes from this experience or these lifetimes where this was the case and then people are like okay well how do I heal it like what do I do and I always feel like sometimes it's not even about anything you have to do you literally just have to become aware and once you have that awareness you can kind of think about it differently there's a different perspective a different take on it and then that energy kind of transforms. So I, I don't think it's even always something that you have to feel like, okay, here's something that now I have to actively go and quote unquote fix. 
it's more like, okay, let me have this awareness. And then it's like, a, I feel like um, integrating, you know, that information into your, into your awareness, into your life. And things just, I think, unfold kind of naturally. Like there's kind of a beautiful unfoldment with that. What do, what do you what do you think about? Yes, I definitely agree with that. And actually, I can't speak for other practitioners. I can only speak for myself and what I do with my practice. But when clients have sessions with me, they not only experience the past life regressions, but they also experience white light healing. They also experience where I take them into the garden, and in the garden is a very beautiful uh, experience because it's a spiritual experience. And that is where guides, uh, loved ones and spirits, even angels, each client has a unique and different and amazing experience in the garden. I never know who's going to come visit them in the garden. So it's not all specifically in regards to patterns, etc. Each session, each client is unique. And their their team, their spiritual guidance team will always know what that person needs to hear, what's going to help them with their present life, etc. So it's really a full experience. Beautiful. And for those people that aren't aware, like say someone's never had a past life regression, can you explain just a little bit about what that's like? Like they're basically, they're the ones, if it's a client, they're the ones that's that's kind of speaking about their experiences, what they're seeing, what they're, what they're aware of, correct? Yes. So I, I actually assist and help the person get into a very relaxed state. And I offer recordings for all of the sessions because all my sessions are via Zoom. And so they're able to look back at the recording later on. And first I get them into a relaxed state. Then I take them from the relaxed state, fast forward, take them to the past life. And they are able to remember and recall most of the experience. And for those pieces that they don't recall, it's on the recording. So they're able to access it at any time. And with the past life, I give them two options. So either one, they can be in it, they can experience it as they are that person, or they can step outside of themselves and experience it like they're in a movie and watch it on a screen almost. And so they can step outside of them and it's less as intense. And so they always tell me which way they want to experience and it's totally up to them nice I like I like that option because I think for some people the actual re-experiencing could potentially be a bit too intense or at times maybe a bit actually even traumatic not not to say that they that it would be detrimental but just that some to have the choice is nice so then they can kind of decide how they feel comfortable I so agree. And that is why I personally made it a mission of mine to be trained by Dr. Brian Weiss, because I love his technique. He's a well-known doctor in the States. He's a practicing psychiatrist for over 30 years, but he also was a chief surgeon in the States. Basically, any form of medicine he could have specialized in. Amazing, brilliant man and doctor. And that's why I love his technique and approach. And that's why, obviously, I'm not a doctor, but I am very mindful 
and uh, aware if a person is showing any signs of uh, stress and anxiousness, why I offered them to come out of the experience if they so choose. So they're always protected, fully monitored by me. I never leave them alone. So, yeah. No, I love that. I think that's really, really important. I wonder if the this type of work for you, does it include the life between life, like those in-between lifetimes? Yes. So uh, there's a lot of beliefs on the lives between lives and what that mm -hmm. actually is. But for myself and how I was trained by Dr. Weiss is I actually start the regression with present life. So what I mean by that is I actually take them to a childhood memory in this life. And then I take them backwards and go further and further back in time. Beautiful. Beautiful. What about surprise, the things that are surprising to you? What have you found to be the most surprising thing about the work that you do? The most surprising thing is that every single session is unique and I never know who or what experience is going to come forward. Definitely. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things that we can never really, we can never really be totally prepared for because it's, it's going to be so dependent on that person, their soul, their experiences, their energy, and really what's in store for them as far as what spirit has, the spirit has in store. So I, I agree. And I what love that. Oh, sorry. Go, sorry. Go. No, no, go. I, I love that because I'm also a fire sign. So I definitely don't like to get bored. <laughs> Nice. And, and so personally, it's, it's uh, definitely very rewarding for me too, because I, it's always exciting. Yeah. I, I always look at it like it's the most, it's like the coolest thing in many ways, because you'll never not be surprised. You'll never not be engaged in something that is, it is exciting and it is always something really brand new so there I love that part of it because it doesn't get it doesn't get stale but the other the other side to it though is also that sometimes that can be in some ways the one of the most difficult parts too because I think for some of us like I'm I think I'm better with this now but for a long time if you're someone that is at all dealing with perfectionism there's this need in in lots of us to want to be so so prepared and so like it's almost like a control it's like a control freak problem and as we know that can't really work it doesn't work to we can't do that we have to surrender but I think that that's sometimes what I see in students is the hardest part is getting over the fact that there's nothing they can do it's not like if you're a, a performer like an entertainer a musician or something or a singer you can like rehearse your routine and perfect it as much as you can. And then you go out and you kind of do your thing. With our work, I feel the training is in itself. It's the sort of behind the scenes. It's the classes, it's the development, it's the meditation and the um, work that we do to practice and to, to do all of those things. But the actual, there's no routine to rehearse because it's different every single time. That's so true. So it's like, 
freaky, but it's also so exciting. So it, it's rewarding and I think it's worth it. But yeah, sometimes I think, oh man, like it's pretty, it's, it's pretty intense when you think about it. Cause we never, we never know. No, that it honestly is the, for me, that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What advice would you have for people that are on just beginning their development journey, budding intuitives, mediums, and healers? One of the, the first things I'd recommend is to be patient. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with your journey. Be patient with your intuitive development and that it's not a race and it's not a competition. Yeah. That's really, really important. And that's really good advice. It's easy, I think, for people to get caught up in wanting to, yeah, wanting to, they decide that they're going to put time and and energy into their development, but then they get frustrated when it's not happening instantly. They want to go from like point A to, to point B very quickly. And you're right, it's not a race. And so much of the learning and the growth it really is something that is an ongoing process and it's an unfoldment and it does require that patience you know with ourselves also patience with the universe because we're working and we're co-creating with the universe and then working with this partnership with the spirit world so it's not just only about us right and I think sometimes we're all human and we just want we just want it we're so excited that we just want to you know zoom zoom through everything and it's like no there's so much beauty in each stage so that's really that's really important I think for people to know that's so true and I'm also getting the nudge to share too that as as we know there are so many different practices and practitioners all over the world some are self-taught, some are trained by others. And if you're listening to this right now, I just want you to know when you're, you're wanting to pursue your intuitive development, either for yourself or having a spiritual practice, I just want you to know that there is always room for everybody. Every single person, even Melissa and I, we both have practices we're two unique people supporting each other, though, and that is so important. Every single person has their own style, their own delivery, even the way that they receive messages. So every single person is unique, and every single person that is embracing their intuitive abilities, either for themselves or to help others, you are unique. So I don't ever want you to feel that it's saturated. Let's just say that there's 50 mediums in your area and you're, and you're saying to yourself, well, there's no way I can be a medium because there's too many. There's never too many. You have these gifts and these abilities for a reason. And when you truly embrace your gifts, you're in fact truly embracing yourself. And that is one of the biggest gifts to this world is that you're embracing who you really are. 100%. And I think that's a very, very impactful message because we do see it a lot in students where there's 
comparison. And I think that that is so, that is so challenging because the minute you start to look and compare and then feel either that you're not good enough or you're un, unworthy or whatever, you're actually kind of, you're cheating yourself out of an experience, but you're also kind of taking that experience away from people that might really need to hear what you have to say. And I think that even if you're, even if you put a group of say a hundred mediums in a room, there would be similar information. A lot of the things that would come through might be similar factually, but the actual energy and the way that the information is delivered, the holding of space, the all of those things would be so unique and different, just like we each have sort of an energetic imprint or a soul thumbprint of the soul. Each one of us has that very unique quality that makes us who we are. And so we can never, I always think like, there's no way to judge. We can't judge someone's better than the other or someone's better than me or I'm better than someone else. There's only experience. So we all have different experiences. And then also it comes down to your intent. Your intention is so huge. So I just, I feel you're so right in encouraging people in that way because I would never want anyone to not embark upon their own journey and learn and grow because they feel like, oh, it's not, it's, 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 it's not as, as good as, or it's not enough. Or like you said, there's too many. There can't be too many because the world needs, needs people that are going to be focusing on healing, but also there's never another one of you. So like only, only you can do what you do and only I can do what I do. So the, you have to just trust that the right people are going to be drawn to you and your energy because that's what they need. You know, people will be drawn to what they need. So I think that's, that's important to recognize. Definitely. And I'm so glad you shared that, Melissa. That is so true. And I, I strongly believe in that. Yeah, it is important. And I, I always think to myself, when I see, it doesn't happen all the time, but when I see other practitioners discounting or discrediting other practitioners, it really hurts my heart because I feel like we actually need to support each other. And we need to celebrate the fact that you're seeing someone else who's putting them, anyone who has the courage to put themselves out there and to do this work, like that is something that we need to, I think, honor. And it doesn't mean you have to agree with everything someone else does or any of that. But I just think even, even if it's in your own mind thinking like, oh, it's just a comment, I would say it's important to, it's important to actually really respect everyone's different way of doing things and everyone's different abilities because like I said it does it takes a great deal of courage and strength to even just do this work in the first place I love that Melissa and that's so true and it would definitely also energetically change uh, the energy for those two that participate 
in that because when practitioners support other practitioners, literally it's a beautiful energy that actually results from that, which in turn also becomes a gift as well. A hundred percent, definitely. And it's like, if I, if I attend something, if I go somewhere and I don't resonate or it doesn't align for me, I'll literally just be quiet or I'll remove myself. But I, I would encourage people, yeah, you don't, I feel like it's not, it's not beneficial for us to, to look at any of that kind of negativity. Just because something doesn't resonate for you doesn't mean it isn't true or isn't right for someone else. So I think that's, that is something that people might need to just be reminded of sometimes. Yeah. The other thing I was going to ask you about is your own experience with grief, because I, I feel sometimes that people think it must be easier for us in some way. And I just wondered, like, from your point of view, your perspective, what would you say about your own grief? Yes, that's definitely a, a a very powerful question too. The day before my dad passed, so for those that are listening and don't know my personal story, my dad passed away in June of 2019. So actually a month after I was trained and certified by Dr. Brian Weiss. And the night before he passed, I shared with my dad how I actually have embraced my mediumship and the reason why he wasn't aware of this prior is because he actually has suffered from dementia for several years. And when I embraced it, he was already very deep in dementia. So the night before he passed, I told him that I embraced it. And I said, Dad, even though I help clients all over the world and help connect them with their loved ones in spirit, it's a beautiful gift. I love doing it. But I said, dad, you're my dad. And I said, you're going to have to give me some time and allow me to grieve. Please be patient with me and please give me some time before you come and say hello, because I'm going to be quite emotional. The, the grieving itself has been definitely quite the journey for me. I also, um, I'm actually just completing a book about my dad. It's called Dad's Pennies from Heaven. And the, the grieving experience, I believe, is unique for every single person. And I also believe that a person has no right telling another person what their grieving should look like or tell them when the end date should be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though I am a medium and even though I am able to connect with loved ones, including my dad, on the other side, in the physical world, it's still been challenging for me not having my dad in the physical body and presence, even though I hear him all the time because I'm clairaudient, which means that I have the ability to receive messages from the spiritual realm by hearing them. That's one of my strongest abilities. So even though I hear my dad a lot, it still uh, doesn't mean that I'm not grieving and that I'm not hurting with him not being here in the physical presence. So it's definitely been a journey. And one thing I've learned is to be patient with myself and allow myself to feel the different emotions and feelings that come with grieving. I have found that so many people even if they come from a right place and they're trying to help, 
I find a lot of people do not know what to say to a person that is grieving, especially when it has just occurred. So what I mean by that is the person has literally just passed that is connected to them. I find a lot of people don't unfortunately know what to say to a person that is experiencing grieving. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's so true that it's, it's amazing that we can have this connection and that we are aware and we know that life goes on and that there is, there is something else. It's not like this is just it, but it doesn't take the sting away of that physical relationship. So I think it's so true. And from my experience too, it's like, you still experience it. And then sometimes you feel, or I, I sometimes in the past have felt like, oh, almost a bit guilty. Like I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be so feeling this way because I know better. I know that this is, that this is, it's okay. I understand it in the bigger scheme of things, but no, it's important, important for all of us. We still have to grieve and we still have to go through that experience of the pain of it, the, the sadness of it, the sometimes depression uh, that comes along with it. But then there's also these amazing connections and synchronicities and little nudges, little signs, little like little moments that are so beautiful that we can be aware of. And so I think it's all part of the human experience. We all we all have to go through it. I agree. And and that's it too, is I also felt incredibly guilty because I still had the gift of being able to communicate with my dad just in a different way. But I allowed myself and realized that it was okay to actually grieve in the physical form and that I wouldn't be able to put my arms around him and give him a hug like I was before. And it was okay for me to grieve that. Yeah. Okay to, okay to miss that and okay to honor that that's, that's something that is, that's something that is something that feels like that is, that's something you're missing and that is a profound loss. So I, I think it's, it's universal. Grief is really universal. But what about for you coming up? I know you were mentioning about the, the book. Any, any other projects on the go or things that people can be aware of that are coming up for you? Oh, yes. I, yes. So the book will be getting completed and released this year. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm just wrapping up and completing my website. So that will be coming too very shortly. And I'm also on Facebook, just like you, I'm on Facebook. So I have a private group there and I have a lot of events through the group. And so I actually have an event coming this month on February 22nd, and it's all about the universe. So I have this special event on February 22nd. So that's what's coming up. Nice, nice, beautiful. I encourage, I encourage everyone to check, check that out. And certainly we look forward to the, the book. What about your Facebook page? What is the name of it for people that are going to uh, be looking for it? Oh, for sure. So on Facebook and also on Instagram, it's under the same name. So it's Essence and Echoes. And so there's a private group, Essence and Echoes, and on Instagram is Essence and Echoes. And my name, as you guys know, is Jennifer Dawn. So you can also reach out to me, send me a private message or also an email at info at jenniferdawn.net. 
And the website will actually be jenniferdawn.net. Oh, perfect. Wonderful. Well, I am so thankful, so grateful that um, we got to share this time together and that you shared so many beautiful insights and experiences with us. And it's just a pleasure. I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy to see how everything is evolving for you and, and growing. And it's, it's really good to see. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Melissa, for having me on today. And thank you so much, everybody that tuned in and listened to the show today. Thank you so much. And Melissa, I just want to thank you so much for all your amazing support, encouragement, and love that you have shown me throughout the years. So thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. And I feel the same way. So I don't even know how we came to find each other, but I know spirit, you know, spirit orchestrated it, spirit arranged it. And it's good. To, it's always good to have that sense that there's other people that you have a kinship with that they know what it's like. They're doing the same, even if it's in different ways, it's the same, the same thing. And just that there's someone else that knows what it's all about in your corner and sending that, that love and support. I think it's really important. I agree. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me and thank you everybody for tuning in and listening. I really appreciate it. And feel free to connect and send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Wonderful. Awesome. So for those of you um, that are wondering, same as with Jennifer, I'm, I'm updating, revamping my website as well. We're looking at probably the end of March, I think was the, the launch, or maybe it's beginning of March. I don't know. I've still got lots that I need to do on my end. <laughs> so uh, working on that and uh, some other projects on the go, you guys know where to find me. And also if you want to send email, uh, melissawhitemedium at gmail.com. And just wish everyone a beautiful rest of your day, evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much for being a part of this community and sending you lots of love.